Money Talk is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex to be considered before becoming a client of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Securities are offered through HBEC Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Annex Wealth Management and HBEC are unaffiliated. This program may contain forward-looking statements which may not come true. Please consult with an advisor about your specific situation. Taking the mystery out of investing with answers to your financial questions. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald from Annex Wealth Management on WTMJ. Team Tech Trust, this is Money Talk Annex Wealth Management, Saturday, January 26th. It's cold and it's just going to get colder. Did you see that the high next Wednesday, Dave Spano, is minus 10? Yeah, that's not good. Minus 10, that's not good. You know, um, my dad once said uh, there's no such thing as as bad weather, there's just bad clothing. However, I disagree with my father. Uh, I think your pop was right on that. Uh, uh, Mark Oswald all bundled up. Thanks for coming in today. So uh, first off, I uh, want to thank BizTimes for the economic trends yesterday. That was great. I, I wasn't there, but I saw the pictures. It looked like a, a huge room. Yeah, it was a big room at the Italian Community Center. There were, I think there were 600 people there. BizTimes do a great event. It's one of the blue chip economic events that is put on in this community, as well as uh, the night before, we had the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame dinner and the inductees were Herbert Kohler, of course, uh, the uh, the golf magnet. Wow. Uh, we had Ron Wolf of the Green Bay Packers, and we had Marcus Johnson of the Milwaukee Bucks, and it was a fantastic event. And that presentation is going to be at the Discovery World for the next three months. So if you get a chance, go down there and take advantage of that opportunity. Fantastic. A little uh, later in the show, since it is Annuity Week at Annex Wealth Management, our, we're going to be talking about the unbiased annuity reviews that we do. How does that work? And then how does an annuity work in in a well-structured retirement. That's coming up. But let's talk about the week. Yeah, so the week uh, ended on a positive note because the government uh, it reopened and uh, the air traffic controllers went back to work. The FBI got paid and so on. And so those folks who are getting their back pay is a good thing. The market liked it. It ended up in the green. And the week was uh, green as well. In fact, the Dow Jones is now solidly above its 50-day moving average, which is something that we looked at. And it's a long ways away from where we were on Christmas Eve. In fact, we're up some 12% since that day. Yeah, no doubt. And you start to look at why that is, Dave. And I think there's really two things that are going on, guys. You've got really good news from the earnings front. You've got this global tension that's going on about global growth and tariffs and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of got these two competing things going on. You had a bad December, and I think we all have to face that. And as you're getting your statements or you got your statements in the mail, I think now is a good time to do a lot of different things. Take stock of what you own. Take stock of your risk tolerance. How did you enjoy that when you opened your statements? How do you feel about that? Where does it fit into your financial plan? But a lot of things going on, Dave, but you know, fundamentals is what it comes down to at the end of the day. Good earnings season so far for investors. Talk a little bit about that. That is exactly right, Mark. The point of that you're making is where do we go from here? Because it was a, it was probably the worst fourth quarter I've had in my 30-year career uh, this past quarter. In fact, now the question is where do we go from here? And you have to look at the fundamentals and the earnings season. The earnings season ex- is expected to be good, but not as good as last year. We had what's called peak earnings. And peak earnings are, you know, what is the growth rate that happened throughout 
throughout 2018, and it was excellent. We had a lot of quarters that came out to about a 20% gain. So we're going to have positive earnings and positive net income, but it's not going to be the same percentage as what it was last year. But just when we talk about peak earnings and earnings gains, so you had gains on the earnings in 2018. We're still talking about gains on those gains. We're not talking about an earnings recession, which is what we had going on previously. So companies aren't making as much more as they did on a percentage basis, but they're still making more. Exactly. So that is a really good point. So that is a good thing. We have good earnings coming up. And then, of course, we have an unemployment report. Again, 50-year low in unemployment. And you look at where we are with 3.8% national employment and then the 2% here in the state of Wisconsin. And the question is, where do we go from here? Well, there's this thing called the labor participation rate. We are at a historical low for that number. So that means about a third of the workers who could be working are outside of that, even though the unemployment rate is at a very low rate. That means that what we're going to see now is if people, as the unemployment rate is low, will people start coming back into the workforce? And does it stay at about 3.8%? The the economists have this funny number they call full employment, and that's 4.4%. So they consider where we are in the country at full employment right now, Mark. And you look at things, and when people are working, whether it's the federal workers coming back to work, the participation rate coming up, or just the unemployment rate coming down, if people are working, people are making more, wage inflation comes into play. If people have more money, they're spending more money. That supports GDP and that supports markets. And that is what we call the wealth effect. And the wealth effect is you feel better about yourself, your 401k is up, you know that you have a job, your neighbor has a job, and you look at it and say, I can go out and spend some money, and that is the support of the GDP that you're talking about. But we have a lot to come, Danny. Yes, we do. Um, One thing I want to tell you about is it is Annuity Week. That's kind of our unofficial official uh, title for it. But these are interesting vehicles, and they've got people that think, things on both sides. We're going to kind of dig into that this week at Annex, and we're going to devote Axiom, which is our weekly newsletter, to it. But a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about the unbiased annuity review that Annex Wealth Management now offers, and it's it's no obligation. It's the same thing pretty much as our portfolio analysis. Maybe a little simpler. You just get us that statement. We take we look at it, and we say, listen, this is how it operates. This is what it does for you. This is what it costs you. And again, it's, it's totally unbiased. You can uh, find details at AnnexWealth.com. Also, want to remind you, Destination Retirement, Are We There? yet is a brand new workshop rolled out for 2019 from Annex Wealth Management. We've already filled one up that's coming up next at our Elm Grove headquarters. We have one downtown for you folks that live and work downtown. This one happens on Wednesday, February 6th at at, uh, at 6 o'clock downtown at our Fister location. The next one at our Elm Grove location is going to be Wednesday, February 20th. You can get complete details at AnnexWealth.com. Just click that events tab. We have redone our website, so that is in the upper right of the screen. You can see events. But again, uh, Wednesday, February 6th, downtown at the Fister, and Wednesday, February 20th at Elm Grove. That is Destination Retirement. Are we there yet? If you're a couple years away from retirement, uh, definitely look into this. It's a workshop, and it's really good. It's a discussion, though. It's really, really kind of casual. Again, details at AnnexWealth.com. Money tips that don't cost a thing. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Team Tech Trust Money Talk, January 26th. I'm Danny Clayton. Mark Oswald is here. Dave Spano is here. And let's talk economics. So, you know, you think of where we are with our expansion. 
10 years into this expansion. And the economies go through expansions and contractions. That's just part of it. And when you get these contractions, you have to ask yourself, why did that happen? Well, sometimes there's bubbles. Sometimes there is, uh, there's overpricing. And you go think about the last couple of recessions that we have had. They've been tied primarily to some type of bubble. In 2008, it was tied to the housing bubble. In 2000, it was tied to the tech bust. And so there has been some type of bubble that had to bust, and that lets, lets the arrow. Now, a lot of people have blamed the Fed in the past and said recessions have t- been tied to Fed mistakes. But I think that's a coincident indicator, Mark, because of the fact of what the Fed is trying to do, because they see the data that we have right now, and the Fed is very data-dependent. And I think a lot of people were really afraid of what the Fed might do in 2019. You know, we had that rate raise in the middle of December, and you're starting to get back to normalized rates. Well, what's normalized, right? I mean, 3%, 3.5%, if you look at the history of federal fund rates, it's higher than it is right now. we got a ways to go, guys. But the fact is, is that when you started predicting three or four rates, rate raises in 2019, the market's forward-looking. It's thinking, if that happens in 2019, what does that do for companies' ability to borrow money, ability to to do M&A activity, all those kinds of things that drive stock prices? If that's not going to happen, but we don't know that that's going to happen anymore, Dave, and I think that that's the takeaway when you talk about data-dependent. You're seeing a Fed that is much more likely to look at what's going on with GDP and employment and growth rate and the markets in general and before it's going to make rash decisions in 2019. And that is the takeaway. And the takeaway is, of course, what does that mean to me? What does it mean to my portfolio? And the reason why this is important is because bear markets and recessions are tied together. And so if you have a recession and a a contraction of the economy, it's generally tied to a bear market, which is a 20% down peak to trough in the equities markets. Well, nobody wants to have that in their 401ks and their portfolios. And there's a conversation that we've been having with our clients. And there's a way to handle that so you're not whipped around by these things, Mark. And we call it the bucket theory. And it's something that we've been doing for decades with our clients. And, and let's explain to our listeners what that is. Yeah, and, and we didn't invent this concept, but we do it very well. And, and the idea is to take volatility and the swings, the natural swings of the market to take it out of your portfolio. So let's say that you've got some money put away in your 401k and a sustainable withdrawal rate is going to give you $3,000 a month. What you want to make sure is that that mailbox money, that that $3,000 a month, that there's a great deal of assurance that that money is going to be there. So think about that as your first bucket. That is your short-term bucket, little volatility, investments that don't move a lot, where you have a lot of safety of principle. Now move to the next bucket. The next bucket is going to be a little bit more intermediate term. You're looking at a two to five or two to seven year time horizon, depending on your risk tolerance a little bit. But we know what market cycles will do over a five or seven or 10 year period of time. In general, we are taking that second bucket and constantly filling the first bucket so that we always have that money that's safe, protected from volatility, and it's there to create that monthly paycheck. The third bucket is the long-term bucket, the 20-year money, the 25-year money, depending on what your life expectancy is and where you're at in life. But that bucket is filling the second bucket, and the second bucket is filling the first bucket, and that takes a lot of the the volatility out of the market and smooths out the ride for a lot of people. So there's this another crazy thing that we call the sequence of returns, and really what it means is when do you retire. So if you decided to retire in 2008 or 2009, that was bad timing, right? Bad. And so therefore, this is this kind of mitigates that to some extent. And so what you do, again, is you take out, say, oh, a year's worth of living expenses, and you set that aside. So therefore, the, if the market has some type of retraction in a year's time, you're able to withstand that. You know, if you think about where we've been 
uh, over the last 10 years, there is a circumstance where people should start to set some of that money aside. And you look at each one of our clients, and we do that, we look at their time horizons, how much they have invested, what their asset allocation, what their withdrawals should be, and then we put together a plan, and everyone should have a plan. Well, just look at the last 60 days. If you would have had your money all in that short-term bucket in volatile types of investments, and you looked at your December 31st statement, you just said, I lost X number of dollars, whatever that number was. It could be a really meaningful number. And now here we are on the 26th of January, and a lot of that money has come back. So that volatility, that's a long-term bucket thinking. That's the third bucket or second bucket. But if you protected that first bucket, then you don't really care what happens in the market over a 60-day period. And that's really what happened. And we got to the end of the year, Danny, and people are going to get their statements, and they went, oh, my goodness, I'm down so much. But here we are now, bounce back about half, we, we traced half of that loss. And if people made rash decisions at the end of the year and went to cash, they've missed this recovery. And that's the reason why we have the short-term bucket. It kind of insulates us from those those moves on a day-to-day basis. For sure. It's uh, 1024 at WTMJ and Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management. We're going to take a break and be back. It's unbiased annuity reviews. That's what we feature at Annex Wealth Management as part of our comprehensive planning. So it's annuity week. And if you're not signed up for Axia, make sure you can do that at AnnexWealth.com. We're going to devote our entire issue tomorrow, which hits tomorrow, to annuities. But how does that annuity review work? We'll talk with Randy Winkler and Eric Strom from our planning team next. And also a little bit later on, how does annuity annuity work in a well-structured retirement plan? That's on the way on Money Talk at WTMJ. From simple investments to stock advice, back to Money Talk with James Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Know the difference? Team Tech Trust Annex Wealth Management. It is Annuity Week at Annex. Hey, if you're not signed up for the Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter, do so now at AnnexWealth.com. We're going to devote Sunday's issue to annuities and the new unbiased annuity review being offered by Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk about these frequently misunderstood vehicles. Joining me is Randy Winkler, Manager, Financial Planning and CFP, Annex Wealth Management, and Eric Strom, Financial Planning Specialist, Annex Wealth Management. Eric how about your famous annuity elevator ride explanation? I know this is good. I have to hear it often. The classic purpose of an annuity is to provide you a guaranteed paycheck that you cannot outlive. Today, though, there are other new types of annuities as well that have to do with investing your money in most cases. One important thing to remember is that no matter what type of annuity you have, these are contracts with life insurance companies. So this is an insurance policy that you own. Many types of annuities, it's a Big world out there. Happy to take some time today to talk about them. Randy, that free portfolio analysis from Annex Wealth Management remains a fantastic offer, and that still stands. But talk about our recent focus for clients on digging into the annuities they held in portfolios. How did that come about? We've been doing this for quite a while, but lately there's been more of a focus because of some of the volatility in the market. So a lot of people, when they purchase an annuity, they know that they have some features to it, but then they forget over time. And a lot of times the real benefits of an annuity come about when there's market fluctuation. I like to use the analogy that annuity kind of acts like a parachute. Like if you fall out of a plane, you're very happy to have that parachute. But if you're in the Indy 500 and you have a parachute behind your car, it's slowing you down. Annuities work a lot like that. They protect you quite a bit in a down market, but there's some drag because of fees in an up market. So a lot of times the real value comes when you have a down market. So, But a lot of people think, well, I had this guarantee I was told about, but my account is down, forgetting about the benefits. That's where we want to take a look at it and make sure people aren't getting out of them at the wrong time when they're doing exactly what they were designed to do. 
Eric Strom, how often did you find that clients weren't exactly sure what the annuities did or how they even operated? It happens all the time. Annuities are very, very complicated. Compared to a regular investment, it's much more complicated because there's not only an investment feature in many cases, but there's bells and whistles and other features. And those bells and whistles can even change over time. So someone who bought the same annuity as you a year earlier might have a very different product than what you have. It's very common for new clients to annex. They already own a few annuities. Maybe they bought them five, eight, 10 years ago, and they've kind of been set it and forget it mode, and they don't really remember exactly why. At the time when they purchased the annuity, in most cases, it was the right thing to do, and maybe it was a great decision to do at that time. And our job now is to kind of help clients understand what they own. Randy, our unbiased annuity review from Annex Wealth Management, that's another way for people to see how our planning team works with clients. Tell us how it works. What are the steps? Right. Well, we take a look at what people own. What we've done for our listeners forever is take a look at their investments. We take a look at their statements, their 401k, everything, and prepare a report and say, hey, this works very well for what you're trying to accomplish. This does not. This has high fees. This has low fees. This is more risk than you're comfortable with. This is not enough risk to help you reach your goals. With annuities, because they are such a complicated product, we want to take a look at it and see how does it fit into the overall picture. They're, they're not just a standalone product. You probably wouldn't have an annuity for your entire portfolio, but it could make up a piece. It could be very appropriate for that piece, or maybe it's not. So taking a look at it, having a discussion uh, with the individual as to what was their intention, what are they trying to accomplish, and say, is it doing that? Eric, what does somebody need to bring in for this? You would need to bring in your most recent statement for that annuity so that we can see when you bought it, what's the name of the product, what riders you have on it, and be able to really do that deep dive. And you've seen every single flavor of these things. We did the math, and during 2018, our financial planning team analyzed over 280 annuities. Chances are, if you own an annuity, we've probably seen yours and many others just like it. So we've got the experience there. Did a great job for our clients, and now we can do it for anybody that would like this, that's interested in an unbiased review of their annuities. Right. And the timing now is perfect because people think, oh, I bought this for a reason. Now's the time to figure out if that reason is still correct, if it's doing what you bought it to do. Randy Winkler, Manager Financial Planning and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Eric Strom, Financial Planning Specialist, Annex Wealth Management. Eric, thanks for coming in. Thanks so much. Randy, thank you. Thank you. There you go. AnnexWealth.com is where you want to start. Just click that Get Started button. It is news time at 1030. Let's go to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Bear in mind. Get professional help with your portfolio. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Team Tech Trust, this is Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management for Saturday the 26th. Mandy, guessing you're doing all of your running inside, aren't you? I am. It's you so see, cold. you seen anybody run outside? No, I haven't. What's your next event? I, have, I don't have one scheduled. Got to get through tax time first. Mark Oswald, do you know she just ran a half marathon down in uh, Disney? I, I did that, but I spanned it over the last 53 <laughs> years. <laughs> Well, you are here for Ask Annex, which we are always open for questions at AnnexWealth.com. And these are tax questions. Are you ready to rock? I am ready. Okay. Lori writes in and she butters you up. She says, Mandy, thanks in advance for answering this question. I'm freaking out about my 2018 taxes as I don't fully understand the changes. 
Where do I start? I have my employer's W-2, but have not received brokerage statements or 1099s from my other jobs. Uh, so at this point, where I always start is look at last year. Last year is always a good base. What did you have last year? You're still going to need it this year in some capacity for brokerage accounts. You've got a couple weeks yet before those will start rolling out. But she should get her 1099s from her other employers for, as you call your side hustles, she should be getting those soon. You know, that's kind of moved back over to, over time. It used to be that you'd have everything by January 31st. Right. But you're getting 1099s, you know, sometimes into February and March now. And then you start thinking about things like K-1s. I mean, they, they, they can come out in late April and May. So you got to know what you own and what kind of tax reporting you're about to get. You know, that's very true because even some investments within a brokerage account can issue a K-1. Some people may think K-1s are for businesses, but no, some investments do issue K-1s as well. What if somebody does a side hustle but doesn't get the 1099? I'm asking for a friend. Still have to report that income. Um, if you do a side hustle and you get $600 or more from that side hustle, they're supposed to issue you a 1099 for that. Um, otherwise, there's no requirement for that employer. It's not an employer in that case, but the person paying you to issue it, but you still need to report it. Uh, here's a Ask Annex question from Michael, and I think this might have slowly gotten a little unthawed yesterday, but the impact of the government shutdown on the tax refund. So IRS is back at work, at least we mm-hmm. we think. So they did bring people back in, didn't they? They did, and they said they're still going to aim to issue refunds at the same time. Um, but with the IRS, you always have to you know be concerned about if you know with with the shutdown that happened, making sure forms. I mean, we had a big tax law change where they have to issue new forms and account for things in a different manner. So if you have, you know, a normal situation or a traditional situation, maybe just a W-2 employee, you might be okay. But otherwise, you might be waiting for some stuff. I got a follow-up question on that because the government was shut down for the month of January. Do we get a bigger refund because we didn't spend any money that uh, that month? (laughs) Right? No, I don't don't think it works that way. Um, You know, one thing I, you know, I did read was, um, although the IRS... it's going to be up and running, depending on what happens with the government shutdown, is identity theft issues are going to be delayed to get resolved. That's one of the biggest issues that they see during tax filing season. And that has just gotten so bad. It has, it? yes. Phil writes, I see that one tax preparation company is now offering live advice <laughs> from CPAs. Any opinion on that? Uh, it- as long You're a CPA. as I am a CPA, and as I think if you have a good qualified CPA, hopefully you know the name. You can always look up a CPA, make sure they're in good standing, and that they don't have any charges in essence brought against them. But you may have to pay for that service, so just know what you're getting when you sign up for some of those online things in addition to any extras you want to add on at a different point. You know, a couple of years ago, we added a subsidiary company, Annex Tax Services, LLC, and, and you know, besides running half marathon. She's running around the office doing tax returns these days for our clients. But a lot of people who are looking for a wealth management firm, Mandy, are looking for somebody who understands all their investments, all their financial planning stuff, but also understands their taxes. And that's why we kind of went into the tax prep business for our clients. And, And it really works pretty well because when you're doing tax returns, you're also thinking about tax planning. So after April 15th, then we start the march towards 2019 tax returns and 2020 and 2021 and so on and so forth. It's a really slick way of doing it. It is because I get, you know, I get a deeper look at their financial situation when I'm doing their, you know, their tax return that otherwise, you know, may not have happened if they go through the, you know, a normal process. And when doing a tax return, I also get to, you know, get to look at withholding. And, you know, we had a lot of changes in regard to withholding in 2018. And I get to make suggestions along that way to make sure future years are on a good track. All right, we'll squeeze this one real quick. This is from Ed. TurboTax offers audit protection. Is it worth it? Have you heard anything about that? And I got to admit, I usually, I pay extra for it and I do it. 
So I've seen CPA firms also offer audit protection. And if you're doing your own return, I'm not sure what that all offers. If you get audited, I mean, you owe what you owe, and you're going to owe the IRS penalties if you did something wrong. I think audit protection is just to help you along the process. They can't make you owe less than you may have owed initially. All right, I got to squeeze this one in. This is from Danny. Mandy, how long does it take you to do your taxes? Well, I'm always the last tax return to be done. Well, she makes a lot of money. Let's start with that. <laughs> I would think, that, haven't you done part of it already? You were talking yesterday morning with somebody about your taxes. It sounds like you sort of have them figured. I did a back of the envelope calculation, which really was on the back of an envelope. <laughs> she, she's not kidding about that either. All right, that's Mandy Nowashinsky, our tax planner at Annex Wealth Management. She is part of the team. You can get it going at AnnexWealth.com. Time is money. Make the most of yours with Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Know the difference. Team, tech, trust, Annex Wealth Management. It is annuity week at Annex. If you're not signed up for the Axiom, which is that free weekly newsletter, we're going to devote a whole issue to annuities and the unbiased annuity review being offered by Annex Wealth Management. Let's continue that conversation about annuities. Joining me is Mark Oswald and Ron Johnson. Ron is a senior financial planner and CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Mark, I'm going to start with you. I read that annuity sales actually climbed back to a near record high last year. Now, why was that? You know, that's kind of interesting. And you kind of go back to storytelling. And we do a lot of that on the show is, is talking about what we see in the industry and why it's happening. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, you're talking about just equity index annuities, fixed equity index annuity sales last year, 14 $1.5 billion here in the United States. So this is meaningful money. And you start to think about, well, why is that happening? Well, think back to the conversation we've had about the Dodd-Frank Act in 2010 and the adoption of the fiduciary rule. What happens is in 2016, when we have the full implementation of the fiduciary rule, this best interest contract thinking comes into play. And the insurance companies are scrambling because they're left with this concept of an annuity contract inside of an IRA. And they start to believe that they're not going to have the opportunity to sell these annuities into IRAs any longer. That's a problem because you can't say I'm acting in your best interest and then sell a proprietary annuity contract in an IRA. So you start to see sales in 2016 go down, 2017 go down. Well, what happens in April 2018? In April 2018, the Fifth Circuit basically puts a bullet in the fiduciary rules. What happens is annuity sales start to spike again. And that's what we saw in 2018 is an acceleration of the sale of annuities in this country. Ron Johnson, earlier in the show, we talked to Randy and Eric from the planning team about the unbiased annuity reviews that we're offering at Annex. So once we've reviewed them, where does an annuity fit within a well-structured retirement plan? It's important to take a step back and, and understand really the basic principle or the purpose of an annuity. It's not an investment. It's an insurance contract, and it's insurance for living too long. So with that said, at Annex, we don't see them as very efficient for accumulating assets or dollars into retirement. However, once you get to retirement, it can be an important part of your retirement plan by providing income for the rest of your life. Now, there's some factors to consider, and I think that's where you really need a professional to take a look at it, right? Because you have to understand the offer from the insurance company, and is that a competitive offer, given the amount of money you're going to give them? 
and we can do the math for you. And you know, guys, sometimes we get accused of being annuity bashers, you know, on this on the show, and we're not. We we do think that annuities are good products in the right situation. What we tend to object to is the idea that all of your money goes into an annuity contract. And as Ron said, it's an expensive way to accumulate dollars while you're working. But if you want to get mailbox money, you want to get money on the 15th of every month, and you want to be guaranteed to have that income for the rest of your life, an annuity is appropriate for some people in some of their portfolios. Ron, have you seen cases where somebody's had their their entire retirement in an annuity? Yeah, yeah, we have. You know, sometimes it can make sense, but we haven't really seen often that that's a good idea. What you need to look at is spending patterns over time. And really what you want an annuity to be there for is to cover your basic. You want income sources to cover things like food and shelter and health care. That's income that's not at risk. But you want part of your portfolio to also be able to grow throughout retirement. And that's when Mark says it needs to be a part of your portfolio, but not all of it. And Mark, we're not bashers because I've heard you say you actually put an annuity to work for a family member. Well, we did. You know, my mother's down in Florida and she gets an annuity payment every month and it's appropriate for her. She's risk adverse. She's in her 80s. And for her to get a check every month gives her a lot of peace of mind. So as we keep communicating, you know, just informing people, and that's what we're trying to do is educate people. We're not here to say it's a good product. It's a bad product. We do it as a part of our review. When we're looking at it, we're looking at cost. We're looking at the guarantees that are in there and how does it fit into a financial plan. For a lot of people, an annuity can work. In my family, it did work. We put a small amount of money away from my mom. She's guaranteed to get a paycheck every month, and that's a good thing. And, Ron, our goal really is to have everything in a client's portfolio have a specific purpose. You really, one way to look at retirement is to look at your spending and break it apart to two pieces. That non-discretionary piece really should be covered by income sources. The discretionary piece, we want to put a little risk to it and get some growth over time. Mark Oswald, that is one of the differences at Annex Wealth Management. When you look at the offering that we're putting forth, which is the annuity review, a lot of people that are going to take that into a financial advisor, they're going to get it sold in another annuity. There's this 1035 exchange, which is a rule which allows you to take one annuity and put it into another annuity. In a lot of cases, what happens is the salesperson has a bias, the bias of being able to sell you a new contract with a new surrender period and a new commission. What we're doing as a fiduciary is saying, we don't have a dog in this fight. Just give us your annuity statement. We'll tell you what you have, and we'll tell you what your options are. We don't sell annuities for commissions, and because of that, that bias is eliminated. A lot of annuity contracts are incredibly complex, and I think it really does take a professional who doesn't have an interest in whether or not that product's sold to guide you through it and let you know if it makes sense for you. Mark Oswald, Ron Johnson, thanks for joining us and drilling down on annuities and the unbiased annuity review at Annex. Thank you, Ron. You're welcome. Okay, 1051. I think we made the point that the annuity review is uh, completely unbiased and it's absolutely complimentary. You can start the process today, right now, at AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. Don't settle for less. This is Money Talk with Dave Spano and Mark Oswald on WTMJ. Team Tech Trust, Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management, Saturday, January 26th. Annuity week here at Annex. Unbiased annuity reviews is what we offer at AnnexWealth.com. You can check that out. We talked about that earlier with Randy Winkler and Eric Strom from our planning team, and then Mark and uh, Ron Johnson just talking about how it works. Here we are uh, on our last segment here of the show on the 26th as we're trying to stay warm. Dave Spano's here, Mark Oswald. You know, when I started in the business, Danny, back in the mid-1980s, there was uh, our competitors 
who used to sell stocks and charge a huge commissions, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And now you can get a stock trade for as little as you know $4.95, $5.95. So that has really gone away, but that is also part of what has happened in where there's a recontraction of fees in the industry, kind of reducing friction. And you can go back to probably 1975 uh, when Jack Bogle started the Vanguard Funds. Uh, he's, got, he's a guy, unfortunately, who passed away within the last week. And Jack Bogle started Vanguard Funds. And one of the reasons he wanted to do that is to reduce the friction or reduce the cost. And so he, they came out with these no-load minimum management fee funds. And now it is a mammoth industry. There's some $5 trillion managed by Vanguard, the largest mutual fund company in the country. And you know we, we employ a lot of their theories and a lot of their funds when we manage assets, Mark. I think that's important because you know when we look at it, it's not binary. And I think that that's the important lesson for people who are listening this morning is to understand what we are talking about when we talk about passive or indexed investments versus actively managed investments. We believe in both theories. But when you start thinking about Jack Bogle and the idea of bringing costs down and doing indexed investing, what you're talking about is being able to buy a basket. So, for instance, you might be able to buy the entire S&P 500 or, let's say, the Russell 2000. So take the Russell 2000, for example. It's a small cap indexed. And so you're looking at getting all 2,000 companies or exposure to the industries of all 2,000 companies. You want all 2,000? That's a question, right? Because you got the good, the bad, and the ugly in there, right? So that's the downside of passive investments is nobody's really watching it. You're just buying the index at the low cost and because you're not paying for a manager, you get everything. By the way, did you know that 37% of the small cap companies do not make money? So when you say you're buying the good, the bad, and the ugly, a third of them or up to 37% of them are, are part of the ugly crowd, right? And when you're when you're a company, you're a small cap company, and you're not making money. That's you know that you got to really you know have a high risk tolerance to own companies like that. So when I wander in and look at some of these sites, sometimes it looks like they've invented a an index or a fund. You name it, it's yeah. there. Yeah, there's been a lot of them. There's, in fact, there's such an expansion of these passively managed funds that we're talking about. They now control some 70% of the assets in, in that market right now. And you think about all of the assets that have gone there, and we look at fund flows, Mark, and we've seen active managed funds suffer huge outflows. And, in fact, uh, just in December, there was $143 billion came out just in that month, the worst month ever, $300 billion for the full year of 2000. So we're seeing all of this money come out of active manage and go into passive management. But I always say that all the money is on one side of the table. You better look out. Well, the other thing to keep in mind here is that passive management, the index management, has done very well. If you look at this bull market, when you look at a 10-year bull market where the market's gone up almost every year in that period of time, indexed investing works because you have low costs and because, you know, it's the dartboard theory is you can throw a dart and hit stocks that are going up when you're in a 10-year bull market. It's when you get to times like now when you have an uneasy Fed and you're not sure what's happening in the world. And that's why we mix it together. There's there's definitely sectors. You start thinking about places outside the United States. I don't know that I want to own an index to Far East companies that I don't know what they do, much less you know what the name of the company is, what its profitability is. I want somebody with boots on the ground who's over there managing that fund. That's active management. You have a manager that is 
in these industries, in these countries, talking to these companies, and is selecting the good instead of the bad and the ugly. And that's the idea of active investment. And there is, on our portfolios, and I think the right answer is, as you said, it's not a binary decision, and that works for here as well. It is not all right to be all active management, and it's not the right answer to be all passive. We use a passive investment where we think it makes sense, where we can drive down the friction of cost, where, we, where it fits into the portfolio, and that's not everywhere. It might not be in small caps, and it might not be in emerging markets like you're talking about. It can be in certain circumstances. So a combination of active, passive, or individual securities, but go and buy some Amazon shares or Apple or whatever it's going to be, and then you can build a portfolio that makes sense for you. So all of that's to say, if you have not had your portfolio review, if your December 31st statement has got you bothered, if you're not sure what you want to do going into 2019, now would be an awesome time. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's complimentary, and it's noncommittal. See if we're a good fit for you, and we'd be happy to start with that free review. Advice and opinions expressed during Money Talk are solely that of the hosts or guests of Annex Wealth Management and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.